0: So what do you think is the biggest misconception people have about SEO?
1: That it doesn't work. I'm going to say that's a myth, but why do you think that is? Firms are telling them it doesn't work either because they're lying or because it's never worked for them, but because they haven't ranked.
0: How I viewed SEO was just PPC, you're renting space. SEO, you're putting your stake in the ground and you're owning real estate on Google. So in a lot of people that I talk to, we look at it as like, this is a long-term investment. Life is too short to work with people you hate. Yeah. Or that I don't even like. I think the more curious you are as a business owner, you get better information out of your vendors. I agree. The vendors
1: that know their shit are completely willing to answer your questions. You're going to have somebody that gives you the answer that you want to hear. Yeah. These are the questions that you really need to be asking. I'm just like so grateful that my role gets to evolve and that at this point, it's like, okay, well, I can do anything. In law school, attorneys are taught to challenge everything, tear things apart, break them down, but the qualities that make lawyers great are some of the worst for running a business. At every stage of growth, running a business and practicing law can feel overwhelming. And what happens when you try to add life and family to the mix? It can feel nearly impossible. You don't have to do this alone. I'm Maria Monroy, co-founder and president of LawRink, a leading SEO agency for ambitious law firms. Because success lies in the balance of life and law, we're here to help you tip the scales. It's that time of the year where everyone seems to be sick, including myself, so I apologize for my voice. I sat down with the owner of Atlanta Law Group, Jennifer Gore. You may remember her from a recent episode. Her law firm is a rocket ship, growing 7,200% since opening just under a decade ago. She is amazing, and I suggest you listen to her interview after this. You can find the link in the show notes. On today's episode, we're switching things up. This time she is interviewing me. We sat down live at the Trial Lawyers University conference, grab a drink, and join us on the couch. We give you the no BS breakdown of SEO and set the common misconceptions straight. We answer the questions you've always had, and we give you insight on how to think about data. Clearly, I lost the bet, and this is why this is happening. <laughs>
0: I think the audience really wants to know a little bit more about Maria.
1: I think you know some secrets of mine.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, we won't get into all of those, but when you're out at all the conferences, everyone always sees you, people kind of associate you to, you know, the face of LawRank, but tell us kind of about, you know, how LawRank came to be and how your role evolved Yeah. So
1: I didn't start law rank. Mariano did my husband and it happened complete by, it was a total accident. He was in law school at the time and it was a second career for him. He was late thirties and his brother who went to law school at the, you know, standard age had left the DA's office and was going to start his private practice and said to my husband, Hey, you're techie." Like figure out how to get a website up and I'll pay you. And my husband said, okay. So he did that, he got his website up and he became fascinated by this idea of how does Google determine who's gonna show up? Like if, if you Google criminal defense lawyer, how does Google choose? And I'm never gonna forget, we were in New York City. It was the summer, so he had time off. We were with our first child who was nine months at the time and I wanted to go be in the city. And he was like, you don't understand. He's on the top of the second page. I'm like, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> and I was like, he, he wasn't being paid for this at the at that point in time. And I don't even know that he knew that this was like the vision. So I was kind of bitchy about it. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Like you're not being, even being paid. Can we go? And he still holds it against me to this day. <laughs> so his brother got a case from the top of the second page, which is not normal and doesn't really happen anymore. But that really motivated him to get him to the top. And then his brother became an official client and then other law firms started reaching out to us. And we just kind of looked at each other one day and we're like, we should just start like an actual business. And I started working in it right away initially. I did the accounting for two years, literally through QuickBooks. I had taken accounting in college. So you
0: were behind the scenes for a while. Like you weren't out doing what you do now.
1: No, and I was actually very limited in what I did because... At that time, I was pregnant with my second child. And once the second child came into the picture, I completely stepped out for like a year and a half. And really the first four or five years of LawRank, I did very, very, very little. And we did no marketing. So Marano- No marketing. No marketing. It was purely word of mouth and referrals. And we we grew slowly at that point. But Marano really focused on processes during that time you always
0: said he's like very technically driven and the technical side is where a lot of his genius
1: is, right? Absolutely. And he loves what he does. And then about four years ago, that's when I came on after I, my third was like a year and a half. That's when I came on full time and started going to conferences. What year was that? 2018? 2019. Before the pandemic? It was before the pandemic, Yeah.
0: And so you guys made the decision to, hey, now we're going to go like all in.
1: Yes. So he, it was always assumed that I would do what I'm doing now, but I just wasn't doing it because I was a stay-at-home mom and I didn't want to leave the kids. And I didn't want to put the younger in like preschool at the time. But at that time, our housekeeper would help me with Chloe. So just, Marna looked at me one day and he's like, hey, I'm going to hire someone to help me. And I You're looked like, at him no. and I was like, no, I will do it. And I literally like went and talked to my housekeeper at the time. And I was like, hey, do you want to be a nanny? And she was like, for Chloe? And I was like, yes. She's like, absolutely. I was like, done. So we just like transitioned and I just started working full time.
0: So at that point, that's when your role was kind of changed and they gave you the title, you know.
1: I mean, I was always a co-founder and I didn't feel like I earned it at that time. So I definitely stepping into it. Had imp- I was an imposter because it was like he had really done 99% of all like of everything up until that point so it took a while I remember I would go to conferences and people would be like oh who are you here with and I'd be like LawRank now someone's like who are you here with I'm like oh I own LawRank <laughs> like, they know I that like
0: LawRank is synonymous with Maria <laughs> now,
1: now it's like I have become the face which wasn't the plan either that wasn't the plan it wasn't the plan the plan was that I would be involved in more of like the you know, building relationships, sales, client relationships, that sort of thing. So how did it turn into what it is today? When I started doing Insta Stories.
0: Yes. <laughs> this is also how we became friends. <laughs> it is. Yes. Well, no, we met at a conference, but I feel like you're very out there with your stories and you share a lot. Yeah. Does
1: Mariano? No. No. I don't know like he really liked that because he, he never wanted a face. We, we we really did. And we do still want a brand, but we've also come to terms with the fact that people like to work with people. They do. So I, that's such a struggle for
0: lawyers too. What do you think it is about people needing that face to a brand?
1: Trust. Trust. A sense of safety.
0: Yeah. And, and like assurance of what that brand is or who, who's backing it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like, you know, That's often not scalable, right? No. Was that the hesitation? Yes. Yeah. It still is. I think that people know what Law Rank. Like, I don't think people think you're doing all aspects of the services provided. You know, you don't want me doing that. Yeah, (laughs) but you're very candid about that. Yeah. But you know a lot, and you have a lot of people on your team that are technically savvy that are executing you know, on a high level. So I think the the branding though, it's just people want to be able to know, like if I have a question, who do I go to? You know, you're going to direct them to the right person within the
1: company, right? Yes, and well, Like our clients have a project manager and they, after about two weeks, they don't even contact me anymore unless we have like a personal friendship at that point. Right. And conferences does that. Right. Like another thing that we didn't really want was to become friends with our clients. You didn't? We didn't because we, well, A, we had a bad experience, but B, we felt like we wanted to keep those two things separate. And then David Munoz came into the picture and like we became such good friends with him. I think I met you at a conference
0: with David and you guys were like, you just got along so well. And and yeah, he was
1: there. He's like a
0: huge fan of, of Rank, So, you know, he's always giving
1: great testimonials of, of your service. So it's a fine line, right? I never imagined when I came into the space and started going to conferences that I would make friends.
0: What is like life over the last four years of going to conferences like been like for you?
1: Intense. I really enjoy it. It's a love-hate. I'm not going to lie. It's a love-hate because I, I feel bad leaving the kids. I know you and I have talked a lot about this and I miss them and I feel like I am missing out on time, but I really, really enjoy it. And if I hadn't made friends... And it wasn't that I thought, oh, I'm not going to make friends. Because I know that for me, it's not difficult to make friends. I'm very social. Yes. It just never crossed my mind. I was so focused on work that it just never occurred to me that those two would merge.
0: Really? Yeah. So, I mean, how do you feel about like the way, the intersection of like relationships and business?
1: I love it. I just think it's very natural. And I feel like I talk to people in the legal space more than I talk to my group of girlfriends. It just is what it is. It's a lot of fun people.
0: In- it is, it is. How would you describe the people in this space like to somebody who's never gone to these conferences? Because you know, there's a lot of people that probably listen to your podcast that they want to come to a conference, but they've never made it.
1: <sighs> That's tough. That There's a lot of different personalities. I think I'm very energetic. Like I, I and I don't mean energetic, like I have energy. I mean like, I'm all about energy. So I gravitate towards people that I think are super cool, like you. And like we just have like awesome conversations. like we're not just talking about the weather. Like we go deep very quickly, mm-hmm. right? Like either about business or life. I think you just need to find your people within the conference space. Find your
0: tribe. Yes, I agree. I think there's some really smart people. There's some really interesting people. There's some people doing some really ambitious stuff in this space. There's people that are just dedicated to their craft and like are so mind-blowing what they've achieved. And then, you know, you just find people like you said that that you want to spend time with. I think you're so good at like rig- reading people though. I've noticed that about you. What is that? I, am,
1: I can read people in literally pictures. Like you'll show <laughs> me pictures and I'm like, I like them. I don't like them. And are you ever wrong? Yes. <laughs> I have a friend who I was wrong about. She doesn't know this. So I'm not going to say who, but not in the, not in the legal space, but in, my real life that I was wrong about. So every now and then I am wrong, but like ninety nine percent of the time, I am not wrong.
0: Yeah, I know. And and you're you're very sure. Like you're like nope. <laughs> and I'm guarded too. Like I feel like you have strong boundaries. That's what I like to say.
1: Yeah, and if I don't know someone, I it just depends like how I feel. I might come across like almost like a little standoffish. I don't mean to be. I'm just like I don't know. Like, I don't know you yet, but like once I know someone and like we're friends, I feel like I'm the complete opposite.
0: Yes, definitely. I I would say that. So what do you think is like the thing that the biggest misconception you think people have about SEO in 2022?
1: That it doesn't work. Really think people think SEO doesn't work? People say it all the time. SEO is dead.
0: But it's not. That's not been my experience. I know. And, I, and I own a law firm. So. I know you
1: do. <laughs> I'm going to say that's a myth. But why, why do you think that is? So one of two things. Either they've never ranked. So they've tried all these agencies and it's never actually worked. Or actually three things. Or other firms are telling them it doesn't work either because they're lying or because it's never worked for them. But because they haven't ranked.
0: And it reinforces yes, the story.
1: We, or... They've just never done it right. So you can actually rank on the first page and not see a return investment. It's not as simple as just ranking on the first page. And that's what my presentation, we're at TLU Live right now. And I'm speaking tomorrow and that's what my presentation is going to be about a holistic approach because you don't just do organic SEO. No. You have like, a local component. I mean, you, you got to do do,
0: do it all, right? Yeah. What do you think is more impactful, the local or, you know, some more long-term branding type things you can do? What do you think? I mean, Google has said that they have a focus on local.
1: Yeah. If we're just talking about first page and I could only pick one thing, I it's I always joke that I have a favorite child. I also have a favorite type of SEO and it's local. Absolutely local. And tell me why. It's higher up on the first page. You have reviews on there. It's a map. It's someone near you that's searching for you. I just think it has more impact than organic. Okay.
0: We might've gone too far for the audience. So I just want to make sure that, you know, you're an expert at this. Tell people what you mean when you say local SEO in
1: layman's terms. Google my business. Okay. GMB. The GMB or now called, I think. Do they change it? GBP, Google Business Profile.
0: Okay. So you're talking about when you say local SEO, making sure your GMB is dialed.
1: Yes. Specifically that you rank top three. In the map. In the map within a one mile radius of your office. So people search
0: in their local area and they have a a type of um, search that comes up in the map. Correct. And you think that is where a lot of eyes are going. I know. You know, you have data. I have the data, yeah. So even if the person is ranking, you know, just in the general listings, the map is likely to get more visibility.
1: Yes. And it gets a little complicated because organic SEO works very well, but it works best in combination with local Okay, and making sure that organic, you're also targeting informational intent searches, meaning it's a it start the search wasn't car accident lawyer. The search was broad. It was if I've been in a car crash, do I need to hire a lawyer? How you know how long do I have to file a personal injury lawsuit? Or they're googling a very specific injury, okay, or a very specific type of car accident. That sort of thing. It's the combination. I mean, think about this, Jen. There was a point in time when the first page of Google was only organic. There was no LSA, no Google Ads. No PPC. No Maps.
0: But don't you think like in some ways it's gotten more complicated because there's so many different places that you can go visually when you go on Google and you search? It's not like the old days where there was just, you know, search terms and you know, a couple things would come up, you know, you've got all these different things playing together. You're saying you really need to do them all, but you're saying there's some that are going to be easier to rank on
1: immediately. Not necessarily. And not even, you don't even have to do them all, but I think a combination of is going to be best. Like I think PPC, it really depends on the firm. I don't recommend it for everybody and I don't recommend it right away initially for and everybody. tell me why. Because the cost per case can be pretty high. And I, I can summarize it this way. The downside of these four different things is that organic is now best case scenario. If you rank number one organically, you're the ninth firm that a person can see. Wow. The upside is, is that now somebody can see you on the first page of Google four times. Mm-hmm. LSA. Four opportunities. They can, see, yeah. they can see you four times on the the first page, right? If your if your LSA shows up, your Google Ads shows up, your local shows up, and you're there organically too, they literally saw you four times. If we think about branding, yeah, even like old school branding, it was all about repetition and volume,
0: yeah. seeing it multiple times, different places. So, I mean, from my side, owning a law firm how I viewed SEO was just PPC, you're renting space, SEO, you're putting your stake in the ground and you're owning real estate on Google. So in a lot of people that I talk to, we look at it as like, this is a long-term investment. So in your is, do you look at
1: it that way as well or no? Yes, we do. Definitely. I would agree with that. Nobody has ever said it to me that way. I'm going to steal it.
0: Yeah. I mean, because you turn off the ads, you're done. They're gone. Right. But, The SEO work that we do, it's cumulative. And it's branding. It's branding. But also it's like, you can't just turn on SEO and get an immediate return. It's got to be built. Correct. Right. What does it take to, when we're talking about like that building of your online real estate, you're building, it just takes time for Google to search through all the content you're putting out. Like, what is? Why does it take so long to kind of build
1: up? I like to compare it to credit. Okay, that's a great comparison. It takes time, right? It takes time to gain trust. That's what credit is all about, right? So Google is trying to say, is this site credible? Correct. You want to become the authority in your market. And now there are so many metrics that impact it and they change with time. So of course that's one part, but there are two things that haven't changed in a very long time and that's content and backlinks content
0: and backlinks
1: yeah and that is
0: let's just put those in layman's terms because we know not everyone is a SEO expert like you so explain what you mean when you say content and then explain backlinks
1: right so let's start with content content means really any article that is on your website and you want it could to be, be a blog it could be a blog it could be a commercial intent practice area page It could be a resource page. Let's just take a step back. Think about how people search. What do you usually
0: use Google for? Just looking up questions, general general things
1: you're trying to figure out. Perfect. So, and you're right. So, most searches are what we call informational intent searches. Somebody has a question. It's a question. They're looking for information. The other type of search is commercial intent. You're looking to buy something correct. or hire a service. Everybody wants to rank for commercial intent searches car accident lawyer, slip and fall, truck accident, med mal, so on and so forth, correct? I've,
0: yeah, I know where you're going with this, and I've never thought of it that way that there's really only two avenues only two. of search.
1: That's it. it. They really fall under one or the or the other, right? I guess you could say entertainment is an, is another,
0: right? So, but so everybody's vying for the commercial one. Not as many people are vying for the, you know, informational. It's the
1: other way around. Most of our searches are informational in nature. But I'm saying in the
0: space of like. You know, a lot of law firms they want to be seen on the commercial side. Yes, and that's where they're going. But really, the volume of search is more informational.
1: Yes, and you we have to stop and think about what does Google want. Well, Google is no different than you or me. It wants money. Yeah. How does Google get money through LSA and Google Ads? But is it that simple? No. Google needs users. Is it just users? No, it's repeat users. Why do people keep going back to Google? It's because Google does the best job out of any search engine out there to give you the answer to the question that you're looking for. But Google's not the one that's right. They're not writing the questions. They're just simply selecting the best websites. The best answers. Best answers. That's what their whole algorithm does. So interesting. Right? So what do you need to do if you're a website?
0: So if you're just putting up trash content, you're actually going against Google. <laughs>
1: exactly. You're wasting their time because now they're crawling through this crappy content, right? Or other
0: people's content that you've recycled, which we see a lot. Of. Yeah. You don't want to do that, guys. That's <laughs> a no, right? That. That's an absolute no. no. But we, it's so pervasive. Yeah. Why? Like a lot of other companies have been caught doing that. Yeah. What do you think about this idea? I've heard of this before. I haven't run into it myself, but this idea of black
1: hat SEO. So it's, it's really funny to me when I hear people talk about white hat and black hat, because white hat means that you have so much content and a perfect example of this is Shouse Law. If, and most California, even law students know about this website because they've literally taken the website and they've, copied like every single like California penal code and like explained it. Wow. And they get a crazy amount of traffic. Now they're in other states. It's a criminal defense site. But White Hat means that you have so much content that people naturally give you a backlink. So what is a backlink? A backlink is another website that has a link. And when you click that link, it goes to your website. It's a website that's So give us an back. example.
0: I mean, I, I know what it is, but just like, let's do an example.
1: finelaw.com. You have a profile with final.com. It says, visit profile. You click it, goes to your website. That's a backlink. I want you to think of Google really like a library. So if a article of content is indexed in Google, it means that it's in the, like when we would go to a library, we'd look at the index, right? You could have a book in the library, but if it's not in the index, people are going to assume it's not there. It's Mm -hmm. the same thing with Google, right? A backlink is meant to be a citation. Got it. So you're writing a paper, you cite your source, right? It's really just meant to be a citation. So this idea of white hat SEO is great. However, I really believe that in our space, there's no such thing as white hat SEO. Got it. It's more of a gray hat scenario because just when an agency or an in-house team or anybody is creating backlinks to manipulate Google, that's automatically, that's not white hat.
0: Really? So you have to do it. So can you describe what black hat is? Because a lot of people... I hadn't heard that term until maybe two years ago.
1: Black hat just means that you're trying to manipulate the algorithm and you're doing things that are spammy instead of just giving Google what it wants.
0: Like not real content. You're trying to like take shortcuts, quick hacks. What is the danger of doing that?
1: That I, I believe that as the algorithm goes through... You could rank for a little bit, but as their algorithm runs, it's just going to bump you back down. Before you could get sandboxed and punished and like, literally you were just like, you had filed for bankruptcy and you had seven years where, you know, nothing was going to happen. It's not really like that anymore. It's just, you get dinged like in credit. It's not a long-term play. It's not a, it's not a long-term play because Google's algorithm, I think it's actually very difficult now. You can do things that are very spammy, but Google's algorithm has gone so good. Smart, Yeah that is just very difficult. What you really wanna do is have the content and have make sure the content is actually generating traffic. Because what happens is if you have a ton of content or even if you don't have content and you don't have any traffic because either your content sucks or you don't have content, but you have all these backlinks. Google's like, wait a minute, no one's read your book. It's never been opened before. But you're getting all these citations. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense right away. So it's cumulative again.
0: So what do you think about when people, you know, there's such a focus for so many people that are looking at SEO as to the way their website looks. I don't know if everyone realizes this, but most of the times the company that's going to handle your SEO is also going to manage your website. So what are your thoughts on the way that a website actually looks and how that connects to the performance?
1: So there are two things that are really crucial about a website. One is the way that it looks because of conversion. So it's one thing to get you to the first page. It's another thing to get you to convert. Are people actually calling you or contacting you when they're on your website? Right? That's one. Number two is really the development of a website, the way that it's coded. there, are, It's not all the same. It really depends on who coded it and how they coded it. Well, so, you're
0: talking about the framework, the infrastructure. That has to be right for all these other pieces to work.
1: So if you go to the gym and you have bad form, are you going to up the weight? Never. Okay. It's the same concept. So if your website isn't developed correctly, and you spend all this money in SEO, you're just gonna get hurt. You're gonna bleed out money because it's not gonna go anywhere. Because it's not optimized kind of? Because it's just, it's either not user friendly or it breaks a lot. So what Mm. happens is if somebody coded it that doesn't know how to code correctly, and we're really talking, you want really high end developers developing websites because of speed and user friendliness. What'll happen is anytime there's a change made, it breaks a bunch of other things.
0: Which then you invested all this money in SEO, and then it's all for what? And,
1: and Google's annoyed because it's like, hey, your your website keeps breaking, so I crawl it, and now all of a sudden, this is like all messed up. And it what happens is when a website breaks, it creates a poor user experience, and they don't want to bring people there.
0: Exactly. So you know when people are getting so focused on, I want this beautiful website with all these videos and it's very flashy, but it's a super slow website, or you know, what do you what do you think on that?
1: Yeah, it's not only that it's slow, but people don't know where to look and it doesn't convert. And it's like Cheesecake Factory. The first time you go to Cheesecake Factory, you open up the menu, you're like, I am so overwhelmed with this menu. Like, what, what is any of this good, right? So that's really important. And the other thing to know, I think a lot of firms are really burnt out on this idea that every time I switch over to an SEO agency, I have to redo my website. And I, think oh, a lot, yeah. Yeah, and I think a lot of agencies do utilize that to make more money. Like, So for us, if we look at the design and the development and it's solid, You're not gonna we're not going to recommend it because every, anytime you do a website redesign, what also happens is Google freaks out a little bit. It was like, wait a minute, hold on. I got to go check and make sure that, you know, this is what it used to be, right? So it's not always something that we recommend. Nine out of 10 times, maybe even more. Yes. But we definitely have clients that we said, okay, this works. This is developed properly. Sometimes we have to make a few tweaks, but I think that's also part of the hesitation that firms are just tired of that. Right? How
0: often should you be updating your site like holistically? Five to seven years. Okay. So if you have a good site, you can build on it with all, you know, changing pages, doing things, but kind of a refresh five to seven years. Correct. When it comes to clients, this is something I n- noticed about you a long time ago when I first met you. You always told me, I'm really picky. I don't want to work <laughs> with everyone. I don't. So it's so funny. I always wonder like, was that originally like like a counter sale? Like, like, no. Like, this is a very exclusive club. You can't come in. But then I got to know you more and I'm like, no, she really only wants to work with certain people. So tell me about like why you would want to work with someone. Like what is a good match? Cause you always talk about match.
1: Yeah. So a, we don't work with assholes. <laughs> I, I, we just don't. And you know, it's really, what we do is very difficult. I mean, it, it always just blows my mind how everybody's doing SEO. Everybody thinks they're going to make it to the top three spots on the first page. I'm like my husband always says, Maria, it's hard to find a good pizza place. I mean, it's, it's hard to be the best at anything. It's hard to be the best trial lawyer. It's hard to be the top three, you know, Inc. 5000 businesses. It's hard to be top three in anything. But everybody thinks that they're going to make it to the top. Right.
0: Don't you think like everybody has different versions of what they think is the top?
1: (laughs) I just mean in, when we're talking about SEO and you say to me.
0: like ranking and that's very clear, but for you, you're very selective on what
1: you consider like a good client. Yeah. We can't fight for the client and fight with the client. Oh yeah. That was my whole point. Yes. We, We can't, we can't fight for them and fight with them. And I've had to say this to a couple of clients. I've had to fire clients. I'm like, look, you talk to my team a certain way. And then you ask them to go fight for you. They're not going to want to fight for you, you know, consciously or subconsciously, right? So
0: what are the qualities of... Because you always say like, we work with ambitious law firms. And I think I love that tag.
1: We want law firms that want to grow. That say, you know, they don't just want a few cases here and that's not what we do. Your phone's going to ring. Like, no, we want firms that... <laughs> You know, are open to learning, that are willing to go and get the reviews, go and get the brick and mortar. All the recommendations. That, yeah, that want to work together. And I think most agencies don't really want to work that closely with a client.
0: Yeah, and that was one of the things that stood out about you guys. It is going to be like a collaborative Right. relationship and it's like if you say hey you got to go get another gmb location you can't physically go do that for them. No, we can't. But yeah, if you don't get the per- the law firm owner or the company to get it done, it's going to limit
1: what you can do. Yeah, I also and this is going to sound conceited, but I feel like firms are lucky to work with us. Like I feel like you're the lucky one. Like I don't need your account that badly. I don't even need it to just be super honest. So it's like if you're going to work with us then this has to be a good relationship. Now I get it if we mess something up, right? Like I get that. And I'm not saying like we don't own our mistakes if we do make one, but I'm saying just like the day-to-day It just has to be a good fit.
0: You're just like basically saying that life is too short to work with people you hate. Yeah.
1: or that I don't even like. And I think
0: that's refreshing because there are a ton of people out there working with people and they're not being honest that it's not a match. Just sometimes it's also like culture. Is this a match? You know, it sounds like you guys want to work with growth oriented people. And we know that there are firms out there that are, they say they might be growth. They're not, you know? Oh, uh,
1: you know, she's <laughs> I'm like thinking of like a, a bunch of people. <laughs> I'm just kidding.
0: And you know you know, that's okay. There's probably a great brand out there for them that's yes. gonna you know. Um another thing you guys are known for is the reporting. Yes. So, you know, if you do all this reporting and then they don't look at it, you know <laughs> We can tell who looks at it. You can. It okay? tells us
1: who's who's clicked on it and who hasn't. So
0: you guys wanna make sure that people are looking at it. Yeah. Um, what do you think is the most important thing? There's so many people out there that are trying to figure out their SEO, and you know I love data, you love data, but like not everyone does. So what do you think you should be looking at monthly on reporting? That's a
1: great question. Local Falcon reports or something comparable. So that's a report that shows you on a map how your GMB listing, so local SEO, how you're doing within a one mile radius. So it puts little dots on the map and it tells you here you're number one, here you're. Fifteenth, You want to be top three. That's number one. And then this is something I'm really passionate about is you really, when it comes to the organic portion, you want to look at your top rank competitors and their metrics. So you want to look at referring domains. You want to look at content. And my favorite KPI, if, if someone said to me, I can only look at one thing and one thing only, what should I look at? Your Traffic. Traffic. Traffic, absolutely. organic traffic. Is it going up? Because if you have an agency that there's this big misconception, you know, I'm not going to have traffic till I rank on the first page. No, I'm like, you're not going to get to the first page if you're not getting the informational intent searches. If you're not giving Google what it wants, which is to answer the freaking question. They're not going to raise you. Yeah. And also think of it this way. Let's think of it from just a super intuitive standpoint. If somebody searches car accident lawyer and Google has a choice of showing them a website that, talks about, you know, they have their commercial car accident page only, or it has a website that answers a ton of questions regarding personal injury accidents. What do you think, what's a better experience for the user? The one that answers more. Exactly. And I've actually had people on the phone that, you know, I'm doing these introductory calls and they'll be, and I explain to them, they're like, well... You're going to have to figure out how to do it without informational intent content because I don't want that on my website. That's and, crazy. And I'm like, um, if we could do it without that, that'd be awesome. Be way cheaper to do it that way. And um, this is not going to be a good fit because we can't. And the, and they're literally like, well, you know, that's your job to figure it out. And I'm like, yeah, it just can't be done. <laughs> yeah, I wish you the best to <laughs> look, buddy. Like, I don't even know what to say at that point. Yeah, it's like a lot of people think
0: they're an expert on the subject they just they aren't
1: well like my presentation at CEO Lawyer was like I know know you think you know enough to be dangerous but you actually only think that because if you knew enough you would be on the first page like I'm sorry guys like 99.9% of you do not know enough to be dangerous. no, And it's the worst thing because you think you know and you ask these questions to agencies. The better thing
0: to do as a law firm, just my opinion, is to know how to ask the right questions. But what are some of the right questions? You know, how do I view... Growth on my SEO, you know, like to educate yourself on what are the questions that I should, you know, what are the KPIs, like what is the data points that matter, and to be curious versus to come in and think you know it all. Correct. I think the more curious you are as a business owner, you get better information out of your vendors. I The vendors that know their shit are completely willing to answer your questions. Absolutely, And they are like, yeah, let me show you. And, you know, you want to learn. I'm here to, you know, help you. The people that, the moment you ask them the questions, they fold. That, to me, has been the indication of whether or not the vendor is a good fit, you know, or they really know what they're doing. And I think if people spent more of their time as a owner of a business doing that than trying to say they're the number one expert on SEO... <laughs> <laughs> which could take the next 10 years, <laughs> Yeah, you know, I just think that's a huge, like missed opportunity. But I mean, I think it's kind of like, you know, as the vendor, it's like your job to educate people on like what they should be asking. Correct. And sometimes I know. literally
1: stop people because it'll be like, how many hours a month are you going to be putting into my project? And I'm like, well, what if I put 200 hours into your project, but I don't rank you? You're asking the wrong question. You're asking the wrong question. And you're gonna have somebody that gives you the answer that you wanna hear. Yeah. These are the questions that you really need to be asking. Right. Like sometimes I get a request for proposal. And in the request for proposal, it actually gives the budget that they have. And I'm like, you're just gonna get someone that gives you exactly what you're asking for. But are they that doesn't equate to results. Yeah. Yeah. It just does not.
0: It's got to be a collaborative relationship. And I think people have to put in the time. They have to be curious. They have to ask questions. They have to consistently take the advice and then measure it, measure it. Are we seeing growth? Are we seeing growth? Are we moving in some direction? Because I just think a lot of law firm owners are completely checked out from what's really going on in a multitude of areas, not only SEO. They're not really looking and asking the right questions and you know, you are one of those people that always, you know, let's talk about it. Let's get into it.
1: And it's one. Of, it's funny you say this because it's one of the things that our clients, whenever they give us testimonials, that's one of the things that they say, like, they actually answered my question. And I've been on calls where people are like, Maria, I've spoken to six people and no one's answered this question. Exactly. Like, you're actually answering this question. Like, thank you. Yeah. And to me, it's like, I don't know any other way of being. So it's like, yeah, of course I'll answer the question. You know, I like... Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, I I think that you guys are super smart like on SEO. Everybody that I talk to knows that. When you give a speech, it's very clear that you're passionate on helping people to learn how to grow their business. Period. And you guys just happen to do it through SEO. Yes. Um, well, Thank how you. do you how do you think this is all going to change when technology changes and AI and you know we go to, you know, hey Alexa, find me a lawyer. Like, how do you?
1: Well, if that's pulling it from Google, that's the, the same thing, really.
0: So the investments now are going to transition over to the AI.
1: I really don't know. I I hope so. I mean, I do know that the latest algorithm was to. It really impacted any AI written content, which we don't do. So that was good. So we were like, yes, but it, and it didn't really seem to impact the legal community much because one thing everyone needs to know is that when it comes to law, you're under more scrutiny with Google because it's called your money, your life. There are three categories that fall under that health, financial and law. So Tell me more about that. It just means that Google has different rules or standards for any category that falls under those three things because they're just more meaningful to us, right? I mean, our they health, could have a
0: bigger impact if it was fraud or a lie.
1: Yeah, it's just they're under more scrutiny. So, and we don't really know much about like, they, they don't actually say what the algorithm is. They say very little, right? You have to figure it out by process of elimination. But we believe that a lot of the things that they implement are potentially being implemented in the legal, financial, and health sector first. Oh. And they test things. So some that's why some markets are different because they might be testing an algorithm in that market.
0: That's pretty much what happened with LSA, right? I mean, as that progressed, they had to...
1: evolve it because and it just changed I don't know if you know but now they've made it before you could rank in the LSA like a hundred miles out they're really cutting back on that so it's kind of similar to what happened with local SEO how to first your reach could be so much uh, greater and now it's like I feel like they're starting to minimize that radius
0: so are you encouraging people to get more locations yes
1: well we have them forever because of local but now Now it's 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 also impacting LSA
0: that's so interesting. Yeah. You just got to be always, I think what's cool about this is you, you're never done, right? No, never.
1: <laughs> you're ne- Well, it's like life, right? We're never, you and I talk about self-growth a lot. Like we're never done.
0: Yeah. Like you always are like, what's going to Google going to do next? Cause we all know we got to be on our game. Cause if you try to set this stuff and forget it,
1: you can't. Gone. And And that's like one of the things also that you're hiring an agency to stay up with it because it changes so much. Like we track so many websites, websites and markets that we're not even in. Yeah, because you have to see what's about to happen. Yeah, and what people are doing that seems to be working.
0: It was awesome talking to you. I you think too. we got to see behind the curtains here at Law Rank and uh, the, the brains behind this operation. You and Mariano are amazing and I'm just so excited to be your friend and to be on here with you today.
1: Thank you so much to Jennifer Gore for hosting today's special edition of Tip the Scales. SEO is alive and well to rank on the first page, hire a team that gets results, and has ranked other firms. If you can only focus on one aspect of SEO, go with local, it will have the most impact. When making decisions, think like Google, and remember that, like building credit, ranking takes time. Google needs to know that your site is an authority. If you found our conversation valuable, please share it with someone you want to see succeed. Subscribe so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review. It goes a long way to help others discover the show. Catch us next week on Tip the Scales with me, Maria Monroy, President of LawRank. Hear how the best in the business broke out of limiting beliefs, overcame adversity, and built a thriving purpose-driven business in the process.